0: from a six week eight country trip and so I was still pretty jet lagged last Sunday and it's so good to be here with you today I really appreciate seeing faces that are new since I was gone for my eight weeks and then some faces I see that are visiting and it's just such a pleasure to be with my church family let's pray father thank you Lord for your faithfulness your goodness your mercies that are new every morning. Lord, I pray that as I share a little about my trip and give some updates from Noy and Grace and then talk about Psalm 100, that it would be your words that people remember. Nothing of me. Thank you, Lord. We ask for our pastor that he would recover quickly from the bronchitis And we pray, oh, Lord, that you would protect the rest of his family and those who have been in contact with him. In Jesus' name, amen. So um, I have shared a few slides with the team in the back, and I will try to do these um, in a way that helps you learn a little bit about the trip that I took. This is a slide of Augie that some of you have met with the reddish hair. That is very popular in parts of Eastern Europe, by the way. She's not being an oddball by wearing that color. It's very, very popular. Um, And in the middle are Diane, the gray haired woman, and her daughter, Anina. This is Switzerland. And this was our fourth or fifth stop. I can't even remember now. But it was very interesting that Diane and her husband, Felix, worked with Child Evangelism Fellowship. And I met them because they had a retreat center in the mountains in Switzerland where we held our trainings. And until the very end, when we... They were closing down that retreat center because, as you know, so much went online, and they couldn't really afford to keep open a large retreat center with so many things going through Zoom and other methods. So it was the last time we met there that Diane took one of our modules. And we were just amazed. She became so excited that she's recruiting this daughter, another daughter, a friend, and a daughter-in-law to come to our next training that will be in Hungary. So she hosted us in her home, and I don't know how many of you have ever had a meal of raclette, but it's actually quite a Swiss experience. Um, This is not that meal. This is in Riga, Latvia, and Auggie, you can see again, And then this is part of the team. There was one person missing that day for just getting together and talking about what's going on in Latvia. Um, Latvia is one of those we brag about because they are fully in their national language now. And the woman I'm next to in the white lasma is in charge of that entire country's ministry. The day after this, this was a Friday. The day after, we met together with 30 women who had already been trained and were wanting to train other women. Very exciting things in Latvia. Now, notice what I— whoops, go back. Notice what I'm wearing. This was the time that my luggage was lost for six days. So sometimes I wore that shirt with the necklace, sometimes I wore it with the scarf. I tried to make it look as different as I could, but I can tell you wearing the same thing, washed out at night while I had my raincoat on because I did not have pajamas, this was a test for me in humility to have to wear the same thing six days in a row. All right, next slide finally have my luggage. I'm in Portugal. And these are women that we met with. Our team leader for Portugal is in the pink shirt on the, in the front. Her name's Nancy. And these women are not even all Portuguese. Some of them are Brazilian who speak Portuguese but live there. Just a precious group of women. Portugal is... Um, One of our works that is kind of in the beginning stages. Not even everything is translated yet. So some of what they do is in Portuguese. Some of what they do is in English. And this is our Italian team, another one of our success stories. Um, Because Sherry, who's the shorter one there next to Aggie already spoke Italian fluently, and another one of our English speakers spoke Italian fluently. We could start there several years ago in Italian. But now we are having truly Italians themselves. And um, the gal there on the left is one of those who are taking over from the Americans, who are beginning to do the training. And there are two different training areas Didn't know so much about Italy before I started reading and studying. But the North and the South are very different, kind of like the US. Different cultures, a little bit different accents, different focus. And we now actually have work going on toward Milan, which is the city I'm in here, and work going on in the South near Naples. So that is an exciting thing for us to think we've reached two parts of one country. Next slide and our French team. This was our last stop. I'm afraid this has another sad story with it, because this was a sad story from my perspective. This is our French team, not a sad story. It's wonderful. They are moving forward like gangbusters in translation work, in spreading the gospel. They're part of an evangelistic group, Christian Women's Club, which Mary Edna used to work with in the United States. Um, So they use our training as their follow-up to people who come to Christ and want to be trained. But the next day, a Sunday, Augie and I were supposed to board a train to get back to Paris to stay in a hotel overnight that connected with Charles de Gaulle Airport, to fly out the next morning. We got to the train station early, and one of our team members, the one um, in the red sweater there, boarded her train to go to a different part of Paris. And the next thing we know, all these announcements are being made, and flashing lights, and we can't speak French, neither of us. Augie speaks four languages, not French. So we're t- we actually God sent this beautiful young woman to help us translate to know what was going on, and there had actually been a suicide on the tracks, and because of that, all the trains were stopped and canceled, which meant how do we get from Angers to Paris in time to catch a flight the next morning? That was about five hours. so We are on the phone with our host, who speaks English, and she's checking the computer. And we end up taking a bus at 11 o'clock at night, getting into our hotel, 3.30 AM, to get up and leave the hotel the next morning to catch flights home. So thank you to Josh Walker, who met me since Pastor Jeff was away, picked me up from Dulles. But I have no idea what I said to him (laughs) because I was so tired. But hopefully it was nothing bad. (laughs) Um, I think there's just one more. Yes. This is Riga, Latvia. It's one of my favorite cities. Um, I love that city. I'm beginning to realize that as much as I have traveled in the big cities, like Paris and London and Milan, I like the small cities. And is about 600,000. It's the capital, but it's a small country. Um, And it's just a beautiful, beautiful city. And the people there are just as beautiful. This was my trip to turn things over to Augie, And she did a great job. Everywhere we went, we met with these teams. And she would say, how can I be of support to you? What do you need from me? And I know that tomorrow, which is the last meeting I will lead online with my team in Europe, that everything will be fine with her taking over. I am so thankful that God provided me with a Timothy to train and to turn things over to. Now I have a few slides that aren't mine. Whoops, I forgot that one, sorry. That's our team in Hungary, Um, and they he works with the publishing company, and then she doesn't speak, not augie but Oniko does not speak much English, so um, she works in our Hungarian work, not our English-speaking work. Now I think I'm ready. Ah, this is Noy and Grace's land, and I wrote to them to get an update, and so if you'll keep going, you'll see the work has already started in the Philippines. Next one. Look how much they've already done. And next, she's concerned. I wish you could see it better there. She's very concerned that they the workers wear flip-flops. They don't wear any kind of protective <laughs> shoes. And she said I was ready to go out and buy sneakers for them, but I'm not sure they'd wear them. They tell me they always wear (laughs) flip-flops. Now, the reason I wanted to share this with you, and I think some of you already know this, is because I also am training women in the Philippines. And when Nori and Grace get this built, they've already said, well, you can use our place as a place to have the trainings. It's only about an hour and a half from the women that are going through the training right now. And five of those women this week, God has provided finances for them to fly to Thailand to take our last course. They will be fully trained after this week. And all of that started online during COVID. So praise God for Zoom and other things that I have often not liked very much, Mm -hmm. but he used it. So thank you for... Going on the trip with me, I probably will not be making that kind of trip ever again. Um, Eight countries, six weeks, really was a lot. And with all of the transportation issues and losing luggage and those kinds of things, I think the next time I go, it'll be two or three countries and maybe three weeks, not eight weeks. But I also told Pastor Jeff that I had been focused on Psalm 100, and that if he was still coughing, I would be happy to do a devotional on this psalm. So if you have your Bibles, turn to Psalm 100. Shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful singing. Know that the Lord himself is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good. His loving kindness is everlasting and his faithfulness to all generations. When I'm preparing a devotional or when God just puts a passage on my heart, I go over it and over it, and I write things down, and I draw pictures and draw lines and use colored pencils. And one of the things that I saw here is this idea of head, heart, and hands. You might remember, I think, in some of our um, early grammar, literature classes, uh, maybe even some Bible classes you've had, we say, no, be, do. Or thinking, feeling, and choosing. I saw all of those in here. And before I read it again, I couldn't find anything to demonstrate this with except some chopsticks. Um, oftentimes in scripture, particularly in poetry, there will be the central message in the center where these two cross. And verse 3 is the center here. no that the Lord himself is God. It is he who has made us, not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. And I can't do this very well, but everything revolves around knowing that he's God. But there are some things for us to do, and I... God is so good when songs are selected and we don't even know what the topic's going to be because it's changed when Pastor Jeff gets sick. How many of the words from this psalm we sang today? We sang the word shout. We sang about joy. We sang about knowing God. We sang about his goodness. I mean, we sang this psalm through all of the things that we sang today. And I just think that is wonderful because every line of this is important we are to shout now I don't know about you but I don't go around shouting but someone did today and I was so glad that was just a wonderful illustration Um, because we are to shout but not just the choosing to shout but the feeling joyfully because I can shout in anger. I can even shout in grief. But we are to shout joyfully. But notice the focus to the Lord. And you probably have in your Bibles capital letters or some designation that shows this is the personal name of God. This is Yahweh. So we are to shout to him joyfully. We are to serve. We're to use our hands and our feet to serve him. And again, who do we serve? The Lord. How do we serve? Gladly. Um, I think one of Tom's favorite verses is that the Lord loves a cheerful giver, but he also loves a cheerful server, someone who serves with gladness. And then we are to come before him. So again, come. How? With joyful singing. Joyful again. Joy, gladness, joy. And then this center verse, what are we to know about him? Well, first of all, we are to know that the Lord himself is God. And in any language, when There is a himself or herself or themselves. It's emphasis. He, the Lord, is God. Now we learn something about ourselves. We didn't make ourselves. We are not self-sufficient. It's he who has made us, not we ourselves. So again, the positive, who it is that made us, but the negative restates it. Not we ourselves. We didn't make ourselves. Sometimes I think we like to think we have made who we've become, but even that is false. We are his people, the Lord's people. We are the sheep of his pasture. Sheep, as you know from Psalm 23, and the Lord is my shepherd, and Jesus being the good shepherd. Sheep are not real bright. And even though we think we have a lot of intelligence and a lot of wisdom compared to God, none. We will often choose very destructive behaviors, just like those sheep do when they wander off. Something else we are to do enter his gates, how? With thanksgiving. The courts come after the gates, and we are to enter those with praise. And when we are there, we are to give thanks and bless his name. We had a time of thanksgiving this morning. That's important. We need to always have an attitude of gratitude. And I couldn't not bring this. Some of you have seen it before. Mary Edna Starner's daughter gave it to me, but it's one of Mary Edna's favorite sayings. There is always, always, always something to be thankful for. In your darkest times, there is still something to thank God for. And then, verse five qualities about who God is for the Lord is good he's a good God there's a song that some people sing he's a good good father his loving kindness is everlasting and his faithfulness to all generations Now, I want to go back, and I just want to point out again the, the fact of how many times Lord or he or himself is used. So, verse 1, we shout joyfully to the Lord. Verse 2, we serve the Lord. Verse 3, we come before him. Verse I'm sorry, end of verse 2 was come before him. Verse 3, we are to know the Lord himself, he... <laughs> is God, it's he who has made us, we're his people, we're his sheep, we are to enter his gates, his courts, we are to give thanks to him, we're to bless his name, for the Lord is good, talks about his loving kindness and his faithfulness to all generations. The central point of this psalm is the Lord. And knowing him. And he has made a way for us to know him. And that's through his son, Jesus Christ. He sent his son to die for our sins. And he died on a cross, paying that penalty. He was, we sing the song, crucified, dead, buried, but he rose again, and when he rose, we were able to also be raised with him if we put our faith and trust in the central portion of this psalm, in the Lord, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now, one of the other things that God pointed out to me here is the difference between thanksgiving and praise. Because I think in English-speaking churches, we, we use them almost synonymously. When we praise God, if you look up in a Bible dictionary or something what praise is, it's really praising him for who he is. When we thank God, we're thanking Him for what He has done. In other words, with praise, the focus is on the giver, not the gift. And I was thinking about this, and I meant to pick up another little show and tell. Um, I have a gift from my mother, and on my 15th wedding anniversary, she got me a Christmas ornament that said 15 years, you know how they have those and have a date on it and and she gave me that ornament well most of you know i'm divorced now why don't i get rid of that ornament it's not because of the gift it's because my mother the giver of that gift gave it to me and i am not reminded of my former husband when i see that ornament i'm reminded of my mother so When we have things for which to thank the Lord, remember who you're thanking. Shout to him. Sing. Doesn't say dance here, but there are other places that say dance. There are ways to worship God that I think we've gotten a little uncomfortable with. But the Old Testament scriptures talk about these very active things to do to worship God, to make sure that our head, our heart, and our hands and feet are on the same path. You know how sometimes you feel like your mind is telling you to do something your emotions are against, and sometimes you feel like your feet are walking places, your mind doesn't really want to go, but you're going there. We need to be lined up, in sync with knowing, with being with doing, with thinking, with feeling, and with choosing. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we love you. We are so thankful for what you did for us, coming as an infant, living life as a child, knowing what was ahead. And Father, we thank you for those who are parents here. I'm sure they can't even imagine knowingly sending a child to their death. And Holy Spirit, we thank you because you came when Jesus left and ascended into heaven. And I pray that if there's anyone who does not know you today, that they would trust in you, that they would be able to get their lives lined up in sync with the God of the universe who created us, because we didn't create ourselves. And as smart or as powerful, or Lord, maybe it's the other side as weak, and as much as we feel inadequate. None of that matters to you, Lord, because you love us individually. You love us as Lansdowne Alliance Church. You love us as the church, the body of Christ. And you're always there. Your loving kindness is everlasting. Your faithfulness is not just to us, but to our children and our children's children. So, Lord, today we praise you for your goodness. We praise you for who you are. But we also thank you for what you've done in our lives and what you have done for our world because you have sent your only son, that those who believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. In his name we pray. Amen.